0: Welcome to another episode of a podcast with Goat. we got a very special guest who I'm going to get to in a minute because it's time for me to address something. I want the Canadian anthem to start playing behind me in the background because this is a presidential address. I am ready to give maybe the best news of all time, and I can't even give it yet. We have something locked down that is going to skyrocket this podcast into another Dimension. I'm not even going to swear because I want this clip on Instagram and I want my grandma to see it. I'm about to blow up. We're almost talking Joe Rogan levels <laughs> of Shut podcasting. Up. And I, this is no word of a lie. <laughs> We're about to get so spicy. And I can't wait because this, this is going to come out next week. So I don't know mid-August. And then the, the interview after that, or the episode, we are going to have some massive news to give you. For all my teachers at OLV who told me I was maybe hanging around with the wrong kids, I'm proving you wrong twice. First, I'm working a public service job, and now I'm going to get podcast famous, baby. I don't want to hear a thing. We are giving you spicy intros all season, and you ain't getting away with nothing. This is a podcast with Goat. I'm your host, Drew Gocha. As always, I got Anthony Maslin. What an intro. Fired up. Thank you. Thank you. And And we could see each other. Very special guest. Very special guest. Fordieri icon. Legend in the town. A past Ontario provincial MMA champion at 155 pounds. A two-time Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world. World. Not not Ontario, not Canada. World. Silver medalist. Strength and conditioning coach and certified badass, John Gersafi. Round of applause. What's going on, boys? I'm excited on, for this. Baby? What's up, buddy? This is going to be a good one. Yeah, and this, this might be the biggest intro of all time, so I'm glad you're here for it. Um, John, you you join a very elite group of only one two other people on the podcast. You and CJ become the second set of brothers we've ever had on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We had the Pacero boys on. I think Anthony in season one and Nick last season so uh so you and cj are in uh, elite company
1: we're doing it up man
0: A- and like i said Scrappy like i, s- and scoop. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I said at the beginning i gotta know you and cj are strictly brazilian jiu-jitsu match who's coming out the winner who's getting their arm raised at the end in a jujitsu match, my, my brother. Oh damn, I thought you were gonna yeah. I thought you were gonna hype yourself up. So see is off.
1: We're throwing these hands all. So you already know, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bow,
1: bow. <laughs> That's a whole awesome. other world.
0: <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So I mean I wanna I wanna explain a little why we're having you on the podcast. First off, I'm really I'm really, really um, curious kind of about your journey and w- what you've done. Um, but I also got to talk shit a little bit on this podcast. John and I are in a Pick'em UFC pay-per-view group. And I'm not saying I'm like in second place, but I'm definitely tied in sec- for second place. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm, I'm running it. the table right now. I'm running the table. Yeah. I went
1: from second to fifth. Like I big
0: dropped. Dombra, I one think
1: he did a, yeah, Dombra man. did a big drop, too. Yeah, Who, he did, too. Who's in it?
0: Uh, we got a good group of people. Like uh, Just people that you would know, Maz. Eamon Gilligan's in it. Mm. Uh, some four, other 40-year-old boys like Mike Hennessy, um, Solomon Jensen, Sawyer Madden. Uh, right. I'm trying to think of... So There's probably people I'm forgetting. Me, Dombra, Johnny. Hey, we can't get CJ in this thing, John, or what? No, you know what? I don't think he watches UFC enough. Really? Really uh
1: Yeah, he watches the grappling events.
0: Oh, okay. So he's yeah. super into the jits. That's awesome. Um Okay. So like growing up as a kid in Fort Erie like and, you know, going to school with you and your brother. Um I mean, you as a kid were a completely different person than you are now. Like you, I don't want to say off the rails, but definitely you were. Oh excited. man, you could say
1: it <laughs> <A little laughs> off, off the fucking the
0: rails. rails. <laughs> you were a little excited. Yeah, I would man. say hyper would maybe be another word. Um, so I mean, do you think when you found MMA? Well, I guess I should say like when did you find MMA, and do you think that helped transform you more into the person you've become?
1: Well, you know what, guys? Like, not much just changed, you know. Yeah. I'm zany. I'm outgoing. You know, still that, that crazy guy, but now that I'm older, I just know how to direct it in a more productive manner. Yeah, for sure.
0: By beating the brakes you know, off people. Just, yeah, by letting people. Yeah, keep.
1: man. Plus, in martial arts, it's the best way to uh, let loose, right? Uh, Honestly, sure. I played many sports growing up. This one's top notch, you know. I knew I was gonna stick around. It's intense. Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah, it's something I mean, I I did. I boxed for a few months, fresh out of high school. I always, I've said it on this podcast numerous times. I took jujitsu for like a month and a half, um, and like. Every time you went there, it was weird you'd, you'd, you felt this like weird bond very fast with the people that were there and I think it's because you're giving um, like you, you really have to kind of give it your all and even if you're just drilling and, and working on stuff, you kind of have to do um, you kind of have to kind of do your best or else you're doing the person you're drilling with like a disservice
1: Yeah, you got to do it with a sound mind. Uh, yeah, That's the hardest sure. thing to really
0: learn. Yeah. When did that moment click for you where it was like, MMA is something I want to do for the rest of my life, and it's what I'm going to focus all my energy on?
1: Honestly, man, right after high school, I started training for provincials. And, yeah. You know, I just haven't turned back since.
0: Yeah. Now you know, That's who I am. Yeah, for sure. You had a bit of a hiccup. Can, do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah. So,
1: um, I was training twice a day, seven days a week. You know, just unsmart training. You know, Right. just giving it my all every session. You know, not a bad thing, but not the best thing either for your health. And, sure. You know, I had a little bit of a hiccup. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my heart during my exercises, and Oh, wow. I had to take so, almost close to a year off. Wow. Training in general just to heal up, but I'm 100% right now.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, because now it's also like, because um, now like you're probably set back a little bit by this whole COVID thing, too. So so I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you got everything sorted out, and I'm glad you can get back to that path. Um. What, was there a part of MMA that you in first like what, did you go to like a kickboxing class or was it a jiu-jitsu class or what part of it? Did you kind of fall in love with
1: so from what I remember I went with my brother to a Noki uh, submission wrestling class oh cool. and I got thrown right in the middle the adults class and you know I did pretty good and I was praised You know it always feels it's good and honestly man like I was sweating had a great workout
0: yeah it's just a a good way to kind of burn it all off so so yeah so you kind of had like a knack from it for it from the beginning you're saying like just kind of like because like when I did it I I did it for like six months and I felt like a fish out of water like it just felt so weird for me I couldn't really understand how to do anything or how, how was it for you when you started
1: um, it was, it was tricky, you know, yeah. I definitely took a few weapons, <laughs> and not to mention a couple of them were from where I'm in. you know, that took a big, took a big hit on me, you know, as it should, as it sure. would, you know, but you know what, it humbles you out as, as a person, man. Yeah. You know, I don't go in the gym looking to beat anybody, I go in there to learn and
0: yeah that's learn from everybody that's a good way to approach it and i mean it seems like like i've played sports my whole life and definitely not even close to a professional level even though in my head i i maybe think so but um offsa, baby like, yeah you rock those football fields man <laughs> that's right that's right i still got my ring somewhere Uh <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be that dad you see on Twitter where it's like state champs 1987. Yeah. Don't forget that stuff. That's right, Doug, that's right. But I mean it seems like MMA is a sport where it kind of humbles you more so than any other. Like and I think it's because mainly you're in there by yourself and if something happens or maybe doesn't go the way you want, it's it's either a case of you know, maybe you just weren't the better person that night. So, I mean, what mm. more of a humbling thing than that?
1: Right. Um, That's wh- absolutely right.
0: Yeah, I know. Every once in a while, Johnny, I hit the nail on the head. It doesn't happen often on this podcast, yeah. but every once in a while I hit it. Um, who is the first fighter that you remember, like, really becoming a fan of? i
1: have to say Anderson Silva. And okay, if not Anderson Silva, spider. John Jones. Yeah. Okay. I like him, and I like John Jones. Back when I first started, right?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's kind of had a crazy ride in career in MMA. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um. So, hang on. Do you have any news you can give us now? Like, do you have anything lined up? Um. Um.
1: I was lined up to fight in Rio
0: de Janeiro, Brazil,
1: for uh, a uh, profes- professional IBJJF event. That's at oh, the end wow. of October, but, you know, I already got that booked. Out, right. But that's probably not going to happen now. So I think I'm looking into getting into kickboxing, provincials, and nationals at the end of this year. They're both in Ontario. So I think that's
0: the next move. Johnny, that's crazy. Like I remember, I remember. Um, like how? And and I don't mean this. I I'm just genuinely curious. Like how does someone just like afford this? Because this lifestyle, kind of getting into it. And I know we didn't go through these question, this question, but like. Kind of getting into this um, this lifestyle, it seems like all, like a lot of people are like upfronting a lot of cost, hoping that it pays off in the end. I mean, you don't necessarily have to go into it, but it must be kind of tough at some point. So, I've saved up a lot of money yeah.
1: over the years from sponsorships and whatnot, and sometimes a little bit of money does come out of my pocket, but sure. you know what? I love traveling and, you know... Got some money in the bank, my gym the next couple of years, so laughing, yeah. man. Yeah, that you're right. Joined, like, I know.
0: Yeah, and I guess like as much as it as much as it's like kinda crazy that you'd be going to Brazil to fight, like it's a in some way after the fight, like it might be a bit of a vacay too, right? Oh, well, exactly.
1: I I always go either a few days before the fight or Yeah. Stay for a few days after. So yeah. I always get the experience, man. Yeah, that's always yeah, that's cool, cool things. You know what? Uh, the coolest place I've ever been is in Dallas. That's really? The Dallas? Coolest Texas? spot I've ever been. Yeah. So I stayed in Denton County, Texas. Okay. Just down the road. And man, it was an unbelievable time. Just like personal experience. Right. It's beautiful and I can't wait to go back.
0: That's right. So think my hotspot. Yeah. All right, all right, kids buzzing out down south. Um, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned your gym. Let's maybe talk about academics a little bit. How did that kind of come about? How did you get involved? Um, is it something you see yourself kind of doing forever? Like, just kind of give us the lowdown about that. I and plug it. Make sure you give the Instagram account name. This is the chance uh-huh. to make sure everyone knows about it.
1: Well, to be honest with you, Drew, I'm not really affiliated with academics oh, anymore. You're not. I, tra- I trained there with my brother, but I don't work there anymore. Um, I've kind of been given my own visions a run, getting okay. them started. And, you know, I t- took a step back. That's where I'm at right now. Well, good you know? for
0: you. Like, don't Never mind. Don't, no, one else, no one look at academics then. Johnny's doing his own thing, so go <laughs> to his Instagram and check him out. <laughs> hey, um. nothing, nothing on them. Great gym,
1: great people. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, you know, I just want to
1: get some more food on my table, you know?
0: Yeah, for Start sure. Start doing okay. For sure. And I was going to ask you about that. You you were seen on the Gram training someone else who's been on the podcast, CFL draftee, uh, Chris Gangarosa. How did kind of that come about and how's it going? Is Chris going to be ready or what?
1: Yeah, so Chris reached out to me and we've been doing some uh, strength and conditioning training and it's going great. The kid's an animal, a lot of heart, you know, and I love that. That's what I trained for. I trained to build athletes and work with athletes, and it's amazing. You know, come from a small town, there's not a lot, right? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, we're, we're kind of limited in that department.
1: Yeah, so we're working up some magic. Good. Doing good. some good stuff, man.
0: And, I mean, it must be tough, like, not really having a gym to go to either, kind of being in the middle of a pandemic. So what are right. you st- Are you substituting different stuff? Are you guys getting outside and doing kind of more creative workouts?
1: Well, I've actually got all the equipment at my house. Oh, let's go, baby. You need for the day, yeah. Usually meet at, like, a field. Yeah. Like, pride field and do some track work and, you know. I got the barbells, the plates, medicine balls, the slam balls, everything, man. Parachutes, you name it. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah, it's nice.
0: All right, well, well yeah, I just, I'm gonna be home for the next like few weeks, so maybe we I could come over and get some workouts in. Absolutely, man. All right, let's that. grind. Let's yeah. grind, Maybe I know Max is getting a little chunky over there too, so maybe he can get <laughs> we can get him in on it. You think we could keep up? Are you kidding? I don't think I could keep up, but I'm saying I'll give Absolutely. it a little. I'll give it a go, bro. I can't go up the stairs without being out of breath. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> well, uh, Johnny. What part? What part of training people do you enjoy the most? Is it seeing, you know, maybe a transformation in them? Is it? Is it more so the fact of just like you know watching them get more confident in themselves? Like, what part of it do you enjoy? I like,
1: um, I like helping people out, and I like seeing change. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. You know, they work a job and come home and that's it, you know. But you got to enjoy working out because you're going to live longer, you know. But that's the biggest thing about working out, training. you got to enjoy what you're doing if you want to stick through. So for sure. I kind of build an enjoyable sort of uh, uh, scenario for them,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah I totally get nice. that. Um, recently, and I mean, we talked about how to adapt post COVID and during COVID. Um, you've been putting some of these HIT workouts. That's kind of what they remind me of. I joined one the other day and shouted, "Joe!" gave you an LFG in the in the comments. But, uh, what, what inspired you to get on those Facebook workouts? And I mean, it seems like you're getting a pretty good little audience. Like they had quite a few shares and views. So what do you think, like, how do you like accredit a bit of that success? Um, honestly, man, I'm working for
1: person centered care right now. Um, yeah. my job position is a life skills coach. Oh, wow. So it goes hand in hand, right? Um, my boss kind of gave me a good push, you know, inspired me to go about doing this, and you know, I'm doing it for free. I want to help out, and yeah. you know, and it's a good experience for myself too. I'm I'm there working out. You see me?
0: Yeah, you're grinding. My, you're working. sweating it up. Yeah, it? man, sweating buckets too, eh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh uh,
0: man, that's awesome.
1: You, you know what you the other day? I was I was doing the burpees. I thought I was gonna pass out. So I was giving her my gas tank was on E, man.
0: <laughs> I know. I remember the. There's probably only been a few times in my life where I've like really hit that empty gas tank, and one of them was at a jiu-jitsu class.
1: Oh um, yeah. Me too. Like,
0: actually, it was probably one of the last ones I ever did. It might have been the last one. Me I don't too. Think this, I don't think this is the reason, but. Uh, there, I ended up having to, like, grapple and roll with, like, this man-child. This kid was, like, 16, but, like, 320 bills and was just, like, built like Andre the goddamn giant. Like... Yeah. He, I was here. I am like a 22 year old man, and I'm struggling to keep this 16 year old kid on the ground. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. So I totally get why, you know, having that gas tank on you. I thought I was gonna throw up for like 45 minutes after the workout. Man,
1: uh, you know what? The uh, what makes it worse is having somebody lay on you too, just hold <laughs> you down. You know, out wrestle you. You
0: know, that's the most tiring part. Yeah, for sure. This kid, this kid. I just remember he was so just thick. Like I, I wouldn't even really call him like fat. Like he really wasn't all that fat, but he was so thick that my knees, like when I was, what well, I I guess I was in Mount, but when I was in Mount, both, I couldn't have both knees touching the ground at the same oh, time. Oh shit! Like this wow. kid was a thickum. I was, was, I was. <laughs> oh, oh, oh
1: yeah, that's a big boy. He was
0: solid. He was 16. Made me feel so inferior. Um, yeah,
1: I Buffalo. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Johnny, do you have an area of MMA that you enjoy more so than the other? Like, like let's say you're doing, like, a striking day. Are you, like, fired up that, it, you know, maybe you get the creative juices flowing a little more than if you're rolling or doing, like, something, like a wrestling class?
1: You know what? I, I love it all the same. I enjoy doing it all, and I enjoy competing in all of it. Like, I'm always down to pick up a fight, a competition, and whatever sport. I've been doing jiu-jitsu the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, it's just been a lot more convenient for me and be able to travel. And my last couple of fights, I've actually had to pull out due to injury. So, oh, It sucks kickboxing mma so i mean got to get back to it this yeah. is the year hopefully
0: yeah for sure well y- you got us supporting you i only i got a few more questions and it's just ones that have kind of come to me and they're off the top of my head so i apologize a bit um, uh, okay. L- like playing playing football i always kind of knew the risks of head injury and I knew that maybe playing an offensive line or a defensive line role, I had a bigger chance of developing something later on in life, more so than our kicker. Um, is that something at all that you're concerned about? Are there precautions that you take to maybe help that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um
0: I don't plan on
1: competing past 26, 27 years old, you know, Okay. i um, um, go on my way running gyms around Canada and branching out business-wise, you know, because it's still in the field I love. Right. And I want to, I want to build fighters one day, you know.
0: Yeah. But, that's yeah. That's, that's good. My, that you have that like a little end plan. That's good. I feel yeah. like a lot of people go into this, and it's just like because they want to do it. They're so passionate about it. But it's just like, you know, you see some of these fighters who it's just fight, fight, fight. They're fighting maybe three, four times a year. And it's like, man, they're just jumping in there because they're eager. Maybe they want the payday. It's refreshing to hear that somebody has a bit of a plan and that, uh, you know, it's a a definite possibility of of you maybe stepping back and focusing on developing others. That's good to hear.
1: Yeah. Brain injuries are no joke. Yeah. Should not be taken lightly.
0: No, for real. And I mean, the more the more we hear about CTE and all those other scary things that kind of come with it, I mean, it, it, it does like, sometimes it gets a little sketchy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it does. like, like sometimes I'm worried, you know, like there's times now, and, and I'm, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever been open and honest about this on the podcast, probably not even with Maslin, but I mean, there's been times uh, within the last couple years where, you know, I, I struggle short term memory wise. Now, I don't know I haven't you know I haven't been diagnosed with CTE but I I can tell you that I've I've had more than 12 concussions in my life right Oh so, wow Yeah so is so it, I mean is, is it, that all from football Yeah a lot of them Yeah a I've i had I've had a couple but I've never had like a really major one Yeah I I had and I probably did the worst thing ever and I didn't get it diagnosed and didn't get it treated And, uh, like, I I mean, I'm not talking severe. Like, we had Anthony Becerro, and I don't know if you know his story, John. Um, He had a concussion that, like, almost ended his hockey career pretty young. Um, And, I mean, he, like, couldn't – he had a hard time with, like, lights at nighttime and, like, driving. He couldn't because the oncoming lights would, like, give him, like, severe headaches. Mine wasn't that bad, but, like, I can remember lingering headaches for weeks at a time, Right. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's something you know. When I, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know where I'm going with this. I guess I just kind of opened myself up a bit. But uh, I'm really happy to hear that you have a plan and you're taking it seriously. Thanks, yeah, man. I appreciate really, it. You know, that's really I've, good.
1: I've never broken a bone or had any head injuries yet. I've on some
0: Knock on wood. Yeah, there no, there you you hey,
1: just we'll do it. I'll we'll do it for you too. Any Spice, everybody yeah. at home, knock on some wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knock on the wood for your boy. <laughs> yeah, for real.
0: For real. Um, let's talk a little bit about like jujitsu competitions because I'm I'm curious about it. I've toyed around with the idea of maybe getting back into it. I don't really have time now, but maybe in a month or two. Um, when you go to these competitions. Um, is it is open-hand hitting allowed, or is it strictly, like, gi, no open-hand hitting, grappling?
1: In IBJJF, in which I compete with, yeah. um, there's no striking whatsoever. Okay. None. There's different rule sets for gi and no gi, but, yeah, there's no striking at all.
0: That's a good question. Is there one like gi or no gi? Is that some? Is there one of them that you prefer? Like obviously no gi is closer to like an MMA jujitsu. Is that? Is there one of those that you prefer? I prefer gi,
1: but um, I'm a lot more skilled in no gi just with my wrestling and sure. uh, my athleticism. But I enjoy gi
0: ten times better. Yeah. So much more yeah. to learn. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And I mean, gi is a lot of grip strength. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: I I remember, like, (laughs) Johnny, you'll laugh. Like, the first, like, three classes I went to, it was, like, a sore that I had never felt before. And I knew I was working hard because I remember, like, my hands and my fingers sore from, like, grabbing collars and and doing all that stuff. It was was muscle pains I've never experienced before in my life. You know what I had a lot was, like, my neck my neck was always yeah. sore right here from getting choked out, like collar chokes <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's rough. And it's you know what else is crazy, something I learned in jujitsu was like you learn how to handle things so much better. Like the first class, as soon as someone got me in like I forget what it's called, but that like lapel choke, that little collar choke collar, choke, doesn't yeah. have a name, collar choke. When when that was going on I would like panic like right away. But as I seemed to get more comfortable and kind of open up, it was like, no, no, hang on, that's not that tight. I got a few seconds here. There's things we can do. I can fight hands. I can you know, uh, work on it. So do you, the more you do it, John, do you think it opens up like a different side, maybe a creative part of your brain that allows you to try different things? And, and um, do you find it's like major movements, or more so smaller ones? Um,
1: it's a little bit of both. Yeah. there's time and place here. Um, big movements and small movements in Jiu Jitsu um, one thing I recommend and I went through it myself you know I found my style and even in training I just stuck to the style you know I didn't try much else Right. Uh, as of lately I've been opening my horizons and you know doing a lot more little things
0: you know? sure. It's, sure. it's great That's working the sound. whole body and Yeah, Yeah, I like I always I mean uh, the jiu-jitsu community was very quick to adapt um, post-curricular activities and I'm sure people who listen to this podcast understand what I'm saying but um, you know there's even competitions where they allow those sorts of things like during the competition itself so I mean it's kind of neat to see you know how how serious it is because it in the same time like you're fighting for your life you're wrestling with another man who's trying to choke you unconscious but it's great to see that there's almost the side of it that's an art
1: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah you gotta it's always so- be three steps ahead
0: yeah it's like a, it's almost like a chess match
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah, like you're you're trying to forward think, like oh maybe if I bait him with this hand, I can get this arm under his neck and put him to sleep. Um, John, would you rather have a mat? Like I I don't I'm assuming I now I haven't watched many of the grappling or jiu-jitsu stuff. I used to pay for UFC fight pass, but I haven't in a long time. Um, are they are they point based like wrestling or no? Um,
1: it is point ba- based. Yeah. Um, I fight for submission you yeah know, a lot of a lot of people fight for submission a lot of people fight for points it just depends on your style you know or the scenario
0: sure sure um john you've been absolutely incredible you've been a great guest i think i've asked you about five or six questions that i didn't prepare you for so i thank you for right. for being so professional and uh and then allowing me to ask those um you 100% have the support of the podcast. If there's anything we can do, if you got events you need us to plug, if you want us to put your your workouts out on the page, we would love to do that. We're all about hyping up Fort Erie and local people. Um, so thank thanks you guys. for coming on. You've been a great guest, and we wish you nothing but success. And I can't wait to see you hold the belt, dog. Thank you, John. Thanks, bro. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.